Hello guys, welcome back to the Zumi Movie The Zimmer Movie Marathon Podcast. Uh, I am Ross, joined by my brother Kyle. This episode we watched The Silence of the Lambs. Came out in 1991, directed by Jonathan Dem. Dem, I believe? Written by Thomas Harris and Ted Talley, starring Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. Based on a novel by Thomas Harris. Yes, based on the novel. Well. Yeah. What did you think of the movie? Uh, I think we should start, before we do like a summary, we should start with like a spoiler-free, just kind of overall our opinions. Yeah, uh, sure. What did I think of it? I actually really liked it. I, I thought it was, the acting was awesome. Uh, I would say of the th- of the three films we've watched so far, this has been my favorite. Yes, definitely. It was really enjoyable. Um, I was pretty much like never never bored or anything. I was always excited to see what happened next. I was like on the edge of my mm. seat. It's very intense. Definitely very intense. Like pretty much the entire movie is intense. I'd say it's strange. It's it's tense, but it's not scary. Like I was worried it was because I don't like horror films, but it's never like um, it's not like a scary film. It's just a very tense film. Yeah, yeah, not scary, just creepy, and mm-hmm. makes you makes you think about how messed up some people are, you know. But not mm-hmm. yeah, not scary. So that was good. I know that would be good for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, uh, to give a brief overview of the story, there's a, an FBI trainee lady, and she's she's assigned to hunt for a, a serial killer called Buffalo Bill, and to do that, she requests the help of another serial killer named Hannibal Lecter, and that's that's basically the overview of the plot. Yeah, and so Hannibal Lecter is, I don't know, sort sort of helping her, but also playing tricks. His own, like he. He's also crazy because he's a cannibal, and uh, yes, like he, Hannibal the cannibal. Yeah, so you can't like you can't trust anything he says, but also he's such a compelling character, honestly. Oh, oh my gosh, not number one, Anthony Hopkins, fucking so interesting to watch yeah. on screen. He he's so good at playing that character, and I think the the camera work does a lot of like justice to. Like how it's like uncomfortably too close to his face, mm-hmm. like, and it's just he's just staring directly at you yeah. on the screen. It's great. Screw the forehead, just your yeah. just your like face. Like it's yeah, it's really good the way they did it, just straight on. I love specifically uh, later on in the film when they're talking about the the, the lambs of the title, mm-hmm. and how throughout the conversation it keeps zooming closer and closer to each of their faces. Yeah, it's just getting more it's and like more as intense. it gets more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I really. It's it's definitely a good one. I thought because um, obviously a lot of things times comes up in this film. It's like dated things. I think this movie actually plays into it though. Like how basically every man she talks to asks her on a date. Did you notice this? Yep, for sure. Yeah. Like there's the asshole psychiatrist guy who runs the clinic, and then the the cross-eyed scientist guy <laughs> asks her on a date. Yeah. And everyone's always hitting on her, and it's like she's. Mm, she's not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Just like, she just has to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Just like the past two movies, it's another. But but this one, it's like. No, this one. I think it's intentional. Yeah, and and I I kind of thought um it it kind of helps people be more aware of like what it's like for women in that kind of work. Mm-hmm. When she tries to give instructions or give her what what she thinks about something, everyone kind of second guesses her, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, you're you're a woman. You're like." 
you don't have authority, basically. Where, where all the cops are just chilling out in the room. Like, what, what are they doing? She's like, hey, could you please leave? And they'll look at her for a second. It's like, oh, I, I guess she's in charge of us. I guess we should leave. Yeah, yeah they're all just kind of confused. Like, why is she saying this to us? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, that, that's definitely a trend that we're seeing with these classic movies, these older movies. I mean, that stuff's okay. The stuff where it gets dated in this film is... The trans stuff, which I'm sure we'll oh, get to. Yeah, the transvestite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. We'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, t- I took a little mini note of how much times they use planes in this film to get around. Planes? Yeah. I was never quite clear on like distance, but it seems like they were using planes a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's because they used the plane to get to that guy's house at the end, and then yeah. they used the plane to transport the guy yeah there was a lot a lot of travel i i'm not sure i'm actually not sure what the time frame was in the movie well it said they he keeps his victims alive for like three days or something like that so i assume from when he kidnaps the 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 senator's daughter it's like three days roughly Hmm. okay yes oh wow yes they got got a lot of plans yeah (laughs) yeah do you think that's like some like an inconsistency in the show that they use that much stuff or do you think it's fine I don't think so. I just thought it was it was strange mm-hmm. that uh, it seems like this case takes place over a very very large area. Yeah. That they have to keep using planes to get around. Yeah, yeah, it was through a lot of states. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was where um, her chief guy is like, we can't discuss these matters in front of a lady, and then she's just left in the room with all of the cops staring at her. And it's yeah. like this is the most uncomfortable scene in the whole film. Oh yeah, it's so awkward. <laughs> Well, like, why are they just staring at her? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's uh, it's almost like a like yeah, stay in your place, woman. Yeah. Stare. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was a, she was a good character. I actually really liked her as a as like as a protagonist. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She did a really good job. She's not like I like that. She's not like a badass. Yeah. She's very um. She's quite emotional about it, but you know, she still gets the job done. Yeah. Still. She. She's clearly very new to what she's doing yes. because she was a trainee, but also she seems like she's a natural kind of at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. She's she's pretty, she's definitely good at what she does. She doesn't let the 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 men stuff get in the way, you know? She's like, oh. yeah. Like, she knows that women aren't worse. She's just like, shut the fuck up, these guys. Like, they're just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting during the autopsy scene that they very deliberately avoided showing the body for the most part. They have a shot of it at the end, but I think it's actually better when it's left to your imagination because you can see their faces and they're like clearly horrified by something, but you don't know what. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just better, well, first off, not to see it because it's probably disgusting. And also, yes. yeah, like it, it leaves that, that messed up side to like let you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, not actually for a film about serial killers, not that much gore in the film. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Because I'm not a big on gore. Yeah, it, there was some gore, it wasn't that detailed though, and it wasn't that often. No, there was the the most graphic thing is I think Hannibal Lecter leaves that guy like hanging with his gut torn open. Yeah. But they only linger on that shot for like a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, I have uh questions about that whole part of the movie, but Yeah. They, they really futz with, like, <laughs> Hannibal's capabilities there. Yeah, yeah. That was the one... So, the one kind of inconsistent... Because I feel like the movie was pretty uh, realistic. Like, all of those things yeah. could definitely happen. Aside from... There was one part in the movie where 
So so Hannibal Lecter is basically locked up the entire movie, and he has been for yeah. like eight years. But mm-hmm. basically, his I don't know warden. I don't know what, what would you call that doctor yeah. guy. He leaves his pen in in this, or he puts his pen down, and somehow, mm-hmm. like tied up, Hannibal Lecter gets the pen. Yeah, and and from well, that is able to. To break be fair, the movie does very much establish that that guy is an idiot. So it's fair. entirely possible he just left his pen in there. Maybe he just totally left his pen in there. Yeah. That is possible, but that that's the only thing. Because if he didn't, it's like how would Hannibal get that pen? But I mean, I guess that could have happened. I mean, the thing with that whole scene is, a we only got two cops assigned to Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, and like he could just like walk around the floor and plant bodies and crap, and no one sees him. No one check. No one's checking on this this fucking serial killer. You know. I mean, I don't know where it's set, but presumably they have like security cameras, right? Yeah. Well, they must like people that that yeah. They, they must. It, but that, yeah, so that, that whole part was kind of annoying because it's taking away from, like, the rest of the realism, but it, it wasn't that bad, I don't think. To me, that whole scene, like, okay, fine, the point is Hannibal escapes. I feel like that whole scene was kind of a bit drawn out, though. Like, it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. We're meeting all these random cops who are investigating, who I love, by the way, when the cops enter the room, they do, like, these dramatic poses. Yeah, everyone, like, when they enter, like everyone, people, people, are, yeah. people are, like, aiming at the wall, the, the, the ceiling and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I think it was really smart of them to think about the way that he escapes, though. That was pretty sick. I, I didn't see that coming. Like, how he... Well, had... he actually was wearing the other guy's face. Yeah, like, that's insane. <laughs> but... Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing no one noticed. It is a good point. Though, the, like, he wasn't really a part of the movie after he escaped. Is, I, I don't know if this, like, is there some sort of sequel on him? I assume there might, like, there must be, right? I think there's a show called Hannibal. I don't think it stars Anthony Hopkins. Mm. But and I think it's a prequel, maybe? Yeah. I, that's, I don't know much about it. I think it has uh, Mads Mikkelsen yeah. playing Hannibal. Okay. Yeah, and, like, a lot of time, I, I don't get bothered by stuff that isn't realistic if the movie isn't trying to be that, like, in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like this yeah. movie was really trying to stay consistent, and that was, like, the one thing to me that was, like, okay. But it was still good, because I, I still thought it was pretty creative, the way they did it, you know? Yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. I, I find it insane how, with his performance, he could make you laugh at the most horrible jokes. Yeah, I know. Like, the part at the very end where he's like, I'm having an old friend for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also, you you kind of, like, didn't hit him, in a way. For me, at least. I was like, the relationship between him and the girl is, like, almost wholesome, in a way, but it's also, like, really (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. It was... Well, I thought it turned creepy for me when you see that he's, like, drawn her with the lamb. Did you catch that detail? When? Um, just before he escapes, you see one of his drawings, and it's a very detailed drawing of her hold, like holding like a baby lamb. Wow. Was that the drawing that he asked the officer to move so he could put the foot on? Yes. Okay. Huh. Oh, I didn't notice that. That's pretty... Yeah, that's creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there is a sequel, but there it does obviously like set up a sequel of like her tracking him down. Yeah, yeah, but... it really does. It was the movie was very intriguing though, you know. Like you always wanted to know what happened next, and you, you're always trying to. For me, like I was always trying to trying to expect what would happen next, and that thing mm-hmm. would never happen. Like when when yeah. she was in that the person's house, the the bad guy, uh, mm-hmm. Buffalo Bill. I was expecting Hannibal Lecter to fucking show up and kill her or something. I don't know. <laughs> 
But, like, nothing I ever expected happened in the movie, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, once he escapes, he's just done. He's like, I'm out of here. I'm going to move to Africa or the Caribbean or wherever he is. Yeah, who the hell knows where that guy went? <laughs> he, has a, he has a blonde wig. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Okay, well, well, let's address it now. It's the next thing on my notes. Yep. Um, how do you feel about our villain, uh, Buffalo Bill? <laughs> he's just crazy, man. I, so, so I, so for me, like, the story was somewhat confusing. Just, I just want to clarify. So he basically was making a bodysuit to to turn into a woman, basically, right? Because he got yes. he didn't get accepted to all of those places that would do the the surgery for him. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was a pretty good bad guy. He was pretty. He was obviously just insane, though. You know, he wasn't. He didn't have as much screen time as I was expecting. He's like barely in the film. Yeah, yeah, he he was barely. It's like the idea of him, I think. I will say the scene where he where he first kidnaps the, the the senator's daughter is comical. Yeah, where he's like, "Oh, help! Help me get this chair yeah, into like, this." You get in the truck. Just get back right back into that van. Yeah, nothing <laughs> suspicious about this. I know. It's yeah, that was <laughs> pretty funny. Like she, I don't know. Come on, like that's so obvious. <laughs> you don't get in strangers' vans, lady. Yeah, don't talk to strangers. Like these are the obviouses. So yeah, I mean. They do kind of address it where they're like, when they're first talking about him being a transsexual, and they're like, no, most transsexuals are very passive. By the way, that's not the word anymore, but I'm just going to use it yeah. because that's the word they use in the film. Yeah. And yeah, it's a strange element of the movie. I know. It, it, yeah. I mean, it, it seems, I don't know. I don't know how they, who else they would have done it, but I don't know. It's... There's a million reasons for a serial killer to exist, you know? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. That part is kind of strange, but back, I guess it was only like, I don't, I don't even know what it was like in 1991, you know? It certainly wasn't as, uh, like, known about as it is now. Yeah, I don't even think it was accepted at all, really, still. Like, I think... Certainly not, like, publicly. 1991, the film came out. <laughs> They're very passive in nature. It's just like, that's yeah. such a generalization. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's definitely obviously the the line that I knew was in this film is uh, would you fuck me I'd fuck me because that's like a that's a meme at this point I'm sure you've heard that one before I don't think I have heard it honestly you've not heard that but uh, I definitely heard that one hmm. I know that it rubs its lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again I, I don't know any of these quotes like I, I don't, I've never heard it before but there was some stuff where I thought I'd heard it before but mostly not like any quotes or anything. Just some stuff that Hannibal Lecter said that I was like, I feel like I've heard that before. The the Hannibal Lecter like mask thing, which he only wears for one scene in the film, is is iconic. I definitely seen like replications of that before. I think uh, there's a boss in Borderlands who wears one a thing like that, but it's like a claptrap unit. <laughs> yeah. Wearing oh one. that ma- oh that mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen that in places before. Yeah, it's crazy. Just like how dangerous he is. How, they have to just basically put him on a dolly, as if he's just yeah. not even, like, a human being, you know? Yeah, that's... The whole, like, plot with him and the senator and that idiot psychiatrist guy is so strange. Yeah. Where they're like, yeah, we'll just get you on a plane to talk to this U.S. senator. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, like, that wouldn't... The senator would not talk to some, like, that crazy... Like, someone would go through and communicate that to the senator, you know? <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, it's just for the thrill of it, I guess. I mean, I guess, you know, her daughter was kidnapped, she's desperate, but still, it felt really strange. Yeah, but, ah, it's just entertainment. 
They have to do that stuff, you know? But it's the same for, like, when, when the detectives are all, like, running in and stuff. That guy's just wearing a suit. Same man, put a swap vest on them. No, that's because... The FBI agent always wears a suit. That's in all yeah. of these films. Of course, they never of actually put on the, com- the, uh, the gear. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, uh, crime zones and stuff. It's, like, no one's going to be walking around in a suit. Everyone's going to be wearing, like, those big white... Whatever uniforms i don't know i don't know what you're talking like about. when so in a crime scene like forensics they wear these big oh. white like puffy suits so they don't get all the shit well, and stuff. I, my understanding is forensics come in first and then the detectives come in once all of like the, the evidence has been gathered yeah but i think the detectives still don't wear suits and stuff to that thing i think they still <laughs> wear like white pretty sure someone told me that in forensics at some point why did buffalo bill have night vision goggles where did he get those I don't know, man. I I don't question that guy, you know? <laughs> and also, the lights turned back on after he died. Well, I think she shot a window or something like that. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Then. Yeah, I don't know why he had them on. That part was so creepy, though. Yeah. Basically, yeah, like, the, the main protagonist was in the house of the serial killer. And mm-hmm. uh, it was, like, complete darkness. And, oh my god, the, we could only see... The protagonist threw the bad guy's like goggles, and it's just mm-hmm. creepy. It's like he's just following her. Yeah, and she's she's freaking out. Yeah, he should have clocked the gun kind of before he got so close to her. Maybe she wouldn't have heard it. But I just remembered this the first scene with Hannibal Lecter with the, the crazy guy who uh, throws things at her face. Oh god! Oh yeah. my god! That oh, was disgusting. That is so bad. <laughs> so gross. I mean, he, he. I mean, he does die later that day, but still. Does he really? Did you miss that? Uh, Hannibal Lecter whispers in his ear and he eats his own tongue. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that now. I didn't know they were talking about that guy, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was <laughs> so gross. Why doesn't Why doesn't that guy have glass over his cell? <laughs> yeah, I don't... Like, who are those other people anyways? Just other serial just killers? A, a, other, crazy? other crazy people, I guess. Yeah. yeah. After a while, I kind of stopped taking notes because I was too busy watching the film. I don't know if you had the same problem. I felt the exact same way because uh, I felt I couldn't take notes because I it, it was hard for me to like take notes on it because mm-hmm. I didn't know what was ha- I knew it was happening, but like some parts were confusing to me. And also, what do you take notes about? You know, it's like <laughs> I was trying to take notes of stuff that I especially like, like the camera work on the zooming in on the faces mm. and. And stuff of that nature. I mean, the whole scene where she's at his house, and obviously, you know that the FBI guys have the wrong house, yeah. even though they're trying to. It's edited so it lines up the bell ringing and stuff. But uh, yeah, all of the cops in this film are so dumb when they're when they're going to her house, and the SWAT guys are like diving through the windows. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> cops are always dumb, though. You know, I was frustrated actually when um she was at the very end when she went in the guy's house and they started like trying to kill each other. But in pure darkness, like, I I was like, just go out of the building and, like, call the cops and get them to come, you know? Like, just wait. You don't have, like, you don't have to do this alone, but... Well, to be fair, the guy does have a hostage, so... Yeah, but she's already been a hostage forever. She could last a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, but she wanted to make sure that the hostage wasn't going to be killed, yeah, she, right? So She's just being a superhero. I get it. How did you feel about the hostage kidnapping the small dog? Pretty big brain. I mean... I don't know how the crazy the Buffalo Bill didn't hear her, but <laughs> see now that I'm like talking about it, I'm realizing like all the inconsistencies. But yeah, it can't be it can't be perfect. 
I don't know if that was an inconsistency. I feel like they established the first time she tries that, the dog's like, no, I'm not that stupid. And then the next time the dog's down there, so apparently it was that stupid. Yeah, no, but it's just like, how did Buffalo Bill not hear the, the girl well, he's yelling? Blasting his, he's blasting his music and sure. dancing in a mirror, yeah, he's so just like you know, it's fine. Doing his, yeah, doing his thing. Yeah, I didn't take many notes after, like, the first error, because I'm like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> it's just, every scene is just captivating, where you're like, even when it's just, like, converse, especially conversations, actually, and they're, they're investigating, you're following her investigation of, like, okay, so this lady, she had, she, she opens the music box, and she, yeah. she has some, some naughty pictures, okay, let's talk to her co-workers, okay, she worked at this house, For sure. okay, and it's, like it's just, even that, like, really tedious stuff like, where we, where is really engaging to watch. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, actually, I, I, I haven't really seen many murder mystery films. I, I, I think it's probably, out of the ones I have seen, it's probably the best one. I, I can't really name one either, but I'm sure this is probably a good one. I don't know if I can name another murder mystery I've watched, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, well, I got It's here. a pretty famous one, to be fair. I mean, were you confused at all during the, the movie of what was happening? I, I find, Maybe it's just me. Maybe I just suck at like, following the story of some stuff. There was a couple things where I was confused, but I think that's because the film was deliberately misleading you. Like, I was confused when Hannibal Lecter just gave the name and address of the, of the murderer. Yeah. I was like, wait... Yeah, no, there's, there's still a mystery. There's a lot of riddles and stuff like that that Hannibal Lecter makes that I just don't understand. No, I, th- I think I understood because he sent initially he sends her to find the head in the jar. Yeah, but yeah, when the I, name is actually an anagram the, for like for me, myself, and I, or something like that, I can't remember. <laughs> I kind of got it. So the jar in the head was Buffalo Bill's first victim, yeah. basically from like years ago before he started becoming a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And then the second name he gets, which is like. Lewis friend or something like that. It's an anagram for uh, some phosphor sulfate or something yeah. like that fills gold. Like yeah, it, like when you're mining, it looks like yeah. gold, but it's actually not I, gold. Actually, I, I kind of thought that there's a lot of words that I just didn't really, or words or like phrases that I didn't really get from the movie that kind of confused me. Like, I mean, maybe this is just. I don't think it's just me. I don't. I didn't know what covet covet meant. So I had to like covet. Yeah. So I had to like look it up. Oh uh, yeah, I know what covet means. I'm sure there's a lot of people like, that don't know what covet means, though. It's like it's like smeagling over something, you know. Smeagling. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you saying like, like, like what's the ring? Yeah, okay. What's the ring? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And there was like uh, quit. Uh, they were like exchanging information. Oh, oh, quid pro quo. Yeah. I like see like phrases like that. Like I, they're 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 old in my opinion. Interesting. I. I, I, I don't know if I could tell you what quid pro quo means, but I, I know what it means. It's like, even deal, basically. Yeah. You do something, I do something, you do something. Mm-hmm. I know that now. I didn't know that before the movie. I, th- I think there was a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I guess on a more, like, meta level, what do you think they were trying to do with her whole, like, backstory? Like, her dead dad, and there's a flashback to her dead dad's funeral, and also the, the stuff with the lambs. Which is the title of the movie is, is The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Because uh, I guess I'll explain if people haven't seen. When she was a kid, she lived on a barn for a couple months and they were slaughtering lambs and she tried to rescue them and run away. And so she has nightmares of screaming lambs. And so the title of the movie is The Silence of the Lambs because she hopes that by capturing this serial killer, they'll stop the nightmares, basically. Because mm-hmm. she has like guilt that she wasn't able to help the lambs, basically. Yeah. I guess that's it. I guess I just explained it to myself. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's just, like, character development, you know? Like, they're just trying to mm-hmm. make us care about the character more. She she got a pretty fucked up past, you know? Yeah. I remember at the start, the doctor guy said, eh, no, that, that makes sense. Because the doctor guy said, don't tell Hannibal Lecter any personal information about yourself. And then she just said, like, yeah. in her entire backstory, basically. But nothing came of yeah. it, so. Well, he's he's kind of obsessed with her now, to be fair. Yeah. It's not the best situation to be in. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to do anything. It's too easy for him, you know? No, I, I think he wants her to hunt him. Hmm. I think he's looking for a challenge. Isn't that a thing with serial killers? Like, they, they want to be on the verge of getting caught? It's, uh, specifically for him, I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He likes the rush. I think Buffalo Bill probably did to Bastard. How do you feel about the, the eventual end of Buffalo Bill, where if he hadn't cocked his gun, he'd be all good? He um, could have just hit her. But the thing is, I think he probably... Wa- he, maybe he wants it to be, like, majestic and, like, like a story, you know? He's fucking crazy, so... I, don't know, I thought it was a pretty good ending. And then it ends with a party. Well, it really ends with a dramatic phone call. See, but... I didn't like how it ended with a party, because it's like, dude, Hannibal Lecter, like, one of the biggest serial killers, is missing. Like, he escaped, and we're partying? Like, you should be looking for this guy. Well, yeah, I guess that's what that's what the final scene is reminding you, yeah. right? It's like, it's small victory, the big, the big score is still out there. Yeah. <laughs> Buffalo Bill's killed five people. I don't even want to know how many Hannibal Lecter's killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. There's a bunch of stuff on him, Hannibal Lecter. There's a bunch of books and movies and stuff, I'm pretty sure. Maybe not well, movies, yeah, it's but... like it's based on a novel, so I assume there's like other novels and I think it's a series, yeah. so. I was actually also confused about Buffalo Bill being like the main bad guy, because I was, isn't he like a man of history, you know? Hmm. But I guess it's just like, I don't know, like why why was he called Buffalo Bill? Because he... Because he likes, he likes some humps or something like that. I can't remember. They, they had some sort of reason for it. There was some sort of weird slang that I didn't understand. Yeah. I assume Buffalo Bill is like a reference to something. Yeah, no, Buffalo Bill is like an old American... I need to clarify, I don't want to get this wrong. Oh, there's the Buffalo Bills, the American football team. <laughs> that must have been awkward for them after this movie came out. <laughs> yeah. Buffalo Bill was an American soldier, bi- bison hunter, and showman. So that's what I guess the name. I don't know. So that's why I like I knew Buffalo Bill was like a man of American history, but I I think that the premise of like talking to one serial killer to find another serial killer is interesting. I think maybe the reason it feels weird that Buffalo Bill's the main villain is just because Hannibal Lecter's more interesting. <laughs> Definitely. He's more interesting, for sure. He's a cooler character, and I feel like you would want him to get caught more than you would want the other guy to get caught, almost. <laughs> well, I think, like I say, I think that's because Buffalo Bill has so little screen time. Yeah. Like, we don't see him, like, pretending to be normal ever until, like, the end when he answers the door. Mm-hmm. We don't have a scene of him, like, at the coffee shop or whatever, you know? Yeah. We only ever see him in his weird murder dungeon. <laughs> Which, by the way, what's up with that? With that, that's a big ass basement he's got there. It had never ending doors. Yeah, it re- I know. It was good sense. It's huge. <laughs> How did he build that? I don't, I don't know, man. That that they're always terrifying, aren't they? The fucking mur- murder dungeons. Like you would think they would like spice them up a little bit, you know? They're yeah. always ugly and messy. <laughs> Especially since his whole thing is like he wants to be like a, a glamorous swimmer or whatever. You'd think he'd like decorate a bit more, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I actually thought too, I wrote down, like, why are they keeping these serial killers in such a shitty facility? It's really dirty down there. Like, get 
I know. Yeah, it's it's only like thirty years ago. Like they gotta have some nicer shit than that, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. That being said, it definitely like helped add to the creepy vibe. Like his yeah. du- his murder dungeon was so creepy. It was great. I loved it. Like that fuck that dead person in the bathtub that was probably there for like ten years or whatever. I don't remember that. She when she was walking around in the in the basement, she she just opened one of the doors and it was like a dead body in a bathtub. But it was like water. But it definitely it was all like oh right yeah. I forgot about that because I was so confused as to what it was. Yeah, that was funny, man. I think that was like yeah, okay. I think that was the person that used to live there. Oh, Mrs. What's her face? Yeah, seems for yeah. yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have in my notes. I think you pretty much covered everything I said. I, I just was highlight. I highlighted a lot how impressive the acting was from uh, Anthony Hopkins. He's great. Really, mm-hmm. really good. It's interesting too because he's actually not in the movie all that much. Um, like time wise, mm-hmm. he just leaves such an impression. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can tell that he was a psychiatrist. Like, he mm-hmm. really knows how to get in people's heads. It's like, it's like he's in your head before you, like, and you don't even realize it. Like, you're already, like, splurring out information to him, probably. He's just, he always knows what to say. The real villain of the movie is that idiot psychiatrist who lets him out. I mean, come on. I don't understand. Did that, did that guy just want to be famous? I think so. Yeah, I think so, right? Because he's talking to the reporters and he's like, well, my name is Dr. Such and Such. Yeah. I can't reveal the name that he gave us, but that's my name, and I orchestrated this entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> that must have really backfired on him when Adam Lecter escaped. Yep, yep, he really messed that one up. He's just he's just a big asshole. Like, literally the first time we see him is him being like, you know, I've never seen an FBI agent as beautiful as you. It's like, that's inappropriate, buddy. Yeah. You can't, you can't even be doing that. That's just, that's just what's happening in these movies, man. Just classic sexism. Again, though, I think this one's intentional. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's true. Because, like, with Snow White, when he was like, all women are evil or whatever he said. <laughs> all women are poison, that's what he said. Yeah. It's uh, kind of sketch, because that's actually, like, 1937 or something. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. are we joking here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Or, like, the Ghostbusters ones were definitely not intentionally creepy. No, no, those were just creepy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, you can tell they've actually, there's a little bit of, uh, I guess, improvement on that kind of thing in, in that timeline. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, would you recommend people watch The Silence of the Lambs and Is It a Classic? Those are our two questions, right? Yeah. Uh, is it a classic? Yeah. I'd say it's a classic. Why not? You know? It's... <laughs> See, like, I, I still don't, I, I don't really have many, much experience in thriller movies or, what genre would this be called? Yeah, I'd call it a thriller. Thriller, crime, I drama. I don't really have much experience for these movies, but, I, I, like, this is a very high quality movie, and it, it aged very well, in my opinion. Like, I didn't have a problem with any, I didn't really have a problem with any of the movie. I thought it was, it was really great. No, um, it's pretty good. Should you watch it? Yeah, watch it. Definitely watch it. At night? <laughs> don't think you watch it, like, Noon, that's kind of weird. Uh, you know. That's when we watched yeah, it. So. That's where, I think it's it's really creepy. It's it's a good watch for sure. I, I really enjoyed it. I would agree on both counts. I think it definitely deserves classic status. I do think it's well worth a watch. It's not it's not scary like I thought it was be. There's a little bit of gore if you're but not not much. Mm. Not as much as you're expecting. You're always expecting it to turn more gory, but it never does. Yep. I find 
Yeah. I, I mean, in these movies, I'm just so jumpy. Like, every time there's a tense, quiet scene, I'm expecting a jump scare, but there's no jump scares. Yeah, yeah it's actually not that scary. So if, if you're scared of if you, if you're scared of scary movies, you'll, like, watch them. Don't need to worry about it for this one. <laughs> Even in the scene where uh, she goes to visit Hannibal Lecter after, when it's raining and he hands her a towel and he's sat in the darkness, I was expecting her to, him to, like, jump out and go boom or something. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I was I half expecting the main character to die. I don't know. I don't know if I was. I mean, it felt like, I think the important part is it felt like she could die. Yeah. Like, very easily. For sure. I don't know if I expected her to, though. I hope she didn't. She, she left, so there you go. Yeah. Sequel bait on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, I also thought the movie was very well written. Um, very good story. So yeah, is there anything else you want to say on the movie? No, I think, I'm, I think I've said my piece. Yeah, I think so too. It, it makes me want to go and, like, I said this, this with, with Ghostbusters, like, it makes me want to go and watch more movies with these actors in it, you know? I mean, Anthony Hopkins, of course, famous for playing Odin in the Marvel right, movies. Right, yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's also appeared in a Transformers, Transformers film. He was in Transformers 5. Yep. All, all great classic cinema equal to this. <laughs> So it's my turn to pick then, isn't right. it? Right, yeah, yeah, okay. I would like to continue our trend of picking completely random movies with no tonal consistency. And I'm going to pick First Bloods, the first Rambo film. Oh, okay. That sounds good. So we're going into a classic 80s action film. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm done for that. You want to you wanna play a You want to give us our outro? Sure. Thank you guys very much for listening to our, uh, to our podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. I've been Ross. I've been Kyle. You can find me at Kyle the Scott on YouTube or, or other YouTube channels that I run. I run several. It's, it's fine. I don't have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, be sure to tune in next time for us when we're going to watch First Blood. It's going to be... I don't know what it's going to be. Hopefully it's going to be good. It's going to be Sylvester Stallone action. Oh, yeah.